You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the modern mystic woman, where we explore topics on spirituality, female empowerment, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nixie Marie, and I will be here with you every Tuesday to sit together and rise, feel the energy of the sacred feminine, and explore what it means to be a goddess. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, sisters, to the I Am Goddess Collective podcast. It is April already. What in the world happened? <laughs> Where did this this time go? I think this is like the fastest month of the year so far we've had. So happy spring, sisters. I hope you're feeling this renewed sense of birth and ecstasy and just a lot of like transformation happening. I know um, to many sisters who we've been talking with has been all about transformation. And of course, we've got our resident astrologer Mimi Trong in the house to deliver up our astral forecasts and insights for the month. Hey, memes. Hello, everyone. So excited to be back. Yeah, we love jamming out to all these things and having these conversations. And again, I know how much everybody's loving, you know, just kind of the check in that we all get to have as a modern mystic and really, you know, taking that moment to see like what is going on in the stars and how is it affecting us here. So Mimi and I were just talking a lot about uh, just kind of prepping about what this month is really feeling like and the energy of what it, what is coming, especially within the stars. And I think that the first really the words that come up is like birthing new ideas, uh, transformation, and new beginnings. So, you know, Mimi, what what do you have to add to that? Yeah, it's full-on spring, and we feel it out in nature, and we're feeling it in our bodies, in our mind, especially March. Wow, what a big month that was with that Mercury retrograde that leads us into April leaves us like, okay, well, whatever you went through into rehashing, revisiting, redoing, you know, that we talked about cleansing back in March. So mm -hmm. the renewal, the sense of renewal, where we're at into in our lives and also into the season. Um, and when we synchronize our rhythm with nature's rhythm, it, it will feel I mean, there's always going to be some moments of struggles and hardship. And, you know, you and I were kind of talking about like what's happening. And mm -hmm. but at the same time, because we're conscious and we're aware, we kind of we feel the vibes. And if we vibe along with the universe, with nature, it just feels at least um, safe to allow ourselves into like the new beginnings of, you know, like, you know, hatching mm -hmm. for a little, you know, baby bird to break through this eggshell requires force. It doesn't just, the egg doesn't just crack open by itself, right? So mm -hmm. like the butterfly that breaks out of that cocoon needs to build that strength with the wings to break out. So there is that struggle. There is that effort mm -hmm. 
And yeah, so we're coming out of winter and we're waking up to spring. So, you know, it's adjusting our bodies and where we're at. And it's like, oh, instead of, you know, roll over and stay in bed, we're like, okay, well, let's get out. Let's mm-hmm. commit to something new and, you know, make something happen. And maybe it's like the, taking these little steps instead of, I know, you know, 20 years ago, I could just jump out of bed and just charge into my day. But right. <laughs> I don't have that kind of energy anymore. And, you know, this is a really great reminder of the things to come in April. And yes, Mercury might be kind of done retrograding. There's also what most people may not know is there's a shadow period, which is like mm. two weeks before Mercury retrograde and two weeks after Mercury retrograde. So we're kind of still right now in that shadowy side of it, meaning that it doesn't have that full impact of Mercury retrograde, but there's kind of this lull kind of in the background and we're just kind of dwindling away but then um Jupiter is going to retrograde yeah we've um, got a lot of retrogrades coming up it's me who was just sharing yes. all these retrogrades which oh. yeah so and then uh, Pluto is going to retrograde at the end of the month, and then Saturn is going to retrograde as well. So the retrograde season is, you know, <laughs> lurking upon us. So it's it's just be mindful of our energy and how we show up in our life, in our relationship, at work, with ourselves, and being kind and still being gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were some of the the things that you've taken away from this Mercury retrograde that we had? I know it was a big one for a lot of people. Um, the, I mean, technology breakdowns, tantrums I had. I mean, I was definitely <laughs> not my best self in many moments because it tested me on a lot of levels. So um, I would love to kind of hear what your experience was with that. My personal experience um I didn't experience so much in the beginning of Mercury retrograde. Mine all came at the, like, was it in the middle? Yeah, it was the middle of March. So it's almost like about a week short of Mercury retrograding uh, ending. And that's when I I locked my keys in the trunk of my car. Um, I had all these plans for the weekend to um, to take, you know, to just enjoy the weekend. My husband was away for that weekend and I would have the whole home to myself and I had my yoga in <laughs> and I was floating as I was walking out of a yoga studio. And sure enough, I put all my stuff in the car mm-hmm. and I closed a trunk. And then I was like looking for my keys and I had a moment of panic. Like my husband's not home (laughs) and I don't have the spare key. Um, I called AAA. I mean, I went through this whole six hour ordeal to still not get the key out. So I was not, so, you know, Mercury in Pisces, not in my body at all. I was 
so like I was floating literally. Oh my gosh. That's the because best I mean, it's great, right? Like you're just so like, I was just feeling oh so good about, you know, putting that, that yoga session in, but my, I was not grounded. So mm. I learned that every time I go and do yoga, I can't just rush out of the studio and then just pretend that I'm just moving on to the next thing. I get to allow mm. myself to ground and um, not being this ethereal fairy that just floats around, you know? <laughs> uh, so. Wow. Yeah. That's a good word oh. for what um, the experience was like. Very floaty, very floaty, like often forgetting things. Um, yes. You know, my employee actually locked her keys in the car, which oh. totally shifted the whole day of everything, you know, and it's just, it, and I often remember now, like running a business, especially having an online business or anything that works with technology during the retrograde, you know, was, um, it, it's just challenging. It brings up these challenges. And I think that the floatiness was definitely a good word. And I, I know the last podcast episode we did together, we talked a lot about, you know, how to really thrive in that state. And I think, uh, I hope we set you guys up for success, but, uh, it was challenging. It really was like, no matter what tools I was using, it was like, um, yeah, these aren't working. So it was, it was almost as if like, we all just needed to close the books and go play out in nature. That's what I felt like, but it, you know, we, we can't all do that. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, well, lesson yeah. learned, right? Grounded down. Yeah, it's grounded. And, you know, that's the thing of Mercury retrograde. Oh, and my brother was supposed to get married and then he didn't make an appointment at the city hall Stop to get it. his like marriage certificate. So then, and I knew it, I asked him, did you make your appointment? He's like, no, I just need to show up. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> Obviously I didn't want to, I figured he gets to learn his lesson. Um, and sure enough, I get there, I park my car and then I get a text from him and he's like, uh, yeah, so we need to come back in April. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. You, like not get married during. Mercury well, that's what I told him. I think I told him it's not a good time to get married. Mercury's retrograding right now. He's like, no, I just wanted to get this done. I need to get you know yeah let's get it done like a masculine do it I, just get it over I don't want to waste time <laughs> uh, so I said put a ring okay. on her already well yes oh, they they are so committed but so weird ran I mean maybe it's just like a whatever conversation they had and they just needed to make it happen and I and then sure enough uh they're She's like you're not getting laid until you get a ring on me he's like okay <laughs> now <laughs> Uh, urgent, urgent, urgent. Life is now. Um, oh my God, I love it. So, you know, I think sure enough, Mercury retrograde did, did its job by saying, no, it's retrograding. You're going to have to come back next uh, in three weeks. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do. We're going to come back and get those done. Wow. Well, because they didn't have an efficient, you know, ready to, I'm like, okay, there you go. Learn, yeah. Lesson learned, coming yeah. back, redoing it. Yeah. Well, there's the word detour kept coming up for me throughout this cycle, too. I was sharing this with uh, quite a few people yesterday, just how physically I was driving, trying to get somewhere and there was a lot of detours. And I kind of just stopped for a moment because I'm not kidding. It was like four detours after the next. And I just stopped and sort of tuned in and was like, oh, 
this is what Mercury retrograde is, is all about right now is the detour. I mean, these signs were so big and bold in front of me. So on the physical, it was like right there in front of me. And then I'm like metaphysically and esoterically, of course, this is what it's about because it's like, we want to get to this destination. Ultimately we have a goal, like your brother, he wants to get married, but there's a few more things that need to happen. You know, there's a few more lessons maybe, or there's like, we think that we want to have this thing happen by a certain time, but you know, things just slow down and, and we're not going to get to that journey when we want, you know? So I think it's a blessing. I think it really is an opportunity for us to look at all these other areas of our lives that, you know, if, if things get put on delay, it's like as if we're in this time warp of delay and we, in this warp, get to really slow it down and look at everything, you know? And so, I don't know, That's that was my recap for sure. And I think the lessons are, are, have been really big for so many of us. So, you know, you as listeners, I really invite you to, to do some journaling about this retrograde, what the last month really brought up for you and, and pay attention to those signs that are physically right in front of your face or, you know, metaphysically, because I think that there's a lot to unpack from, from this uh, retrograde that we just had. So, you know, well, moving forward, we've got more retrogrades in store for us all. So tell us a little bit about what, that's going to look like means yeah retrograde really is the invitation to go inward it's a lot of reflection in a different way um and like you said it's the detour and for everyone who's listening sometimes we get frustrated with the detours because we think that and we want to always move forward in a very specific direction and you know whatever project that we are taking on whether it's at work whether it's a new relationship maybe it's revisiting some old relationships maybe it's thinking through certain ideas um it's sometimes we have to take you know some steps forward try things out and then back up a little bit and you know take a take a like have that perspective of okay wait I try this does it really look good or does this make sense or and not to beat ourselves up in the oh I did it wrong or I made a mistake um you know it's like the other day literally on Sunday no not Sunday um (laughs) was that a few weeks ago, it was like the LA marathon streets were closing and my husband and I were going somewhere mm-hmm. and we realized, Oh my gosh, we, and he was saying, getting anywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, I should have made a left turn uh, out of our garage. And I'm like, but we didn't think about that. Right. You know, like, it's like, Oh, we should have. It's could've. a lot of surprises, a lot of surprises for sure. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, we're going to get to our destination 30 minutes late. Mm -hmm. Not ideal, but you know, that's kind of part of life where there's a lot of things that we could know, but we don't know. So, um, you know, Jupiter being the first planet that's going to be retrograding this month is happening on April 10th. And Jupiter is still in the sign of Sagittarius and it's retrograding until uh, August 11th. So what does that mean for those who are Sagittarius? Are they have any Sagittarius in their, um, their moon or rising chart? <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm it's, um, here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, Jupiter is that planet of expansion, exploring, 
wisdom, growth. And it is a, it's a period where growth continues to happen, even if it feels like it's slowing us down, like we're slowing down the process, but it doesn't mean you're not growing. It just mm. looks different. Mm. It looks more internal. It's about instead of exploring outwardly, it's about exploring from the inside. What is the wisdom we already have that we can look at all these past lessons that we've learned to then <clears throat> look at what we have in front of us that we're trying to solve for. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a four months period where, again, um, it's not about the just impulsively leash, like leaping, like massive leaps. It's the mini leaps because we get to also honor the little small action mm, yeah. and mm. and you know sometimes Sagittarius wants to do things because it's the right way of doing it and it's because say. it's speaking <laughs> <laughs> and speaking its truth at this very moment and being very blunt and then sometimes now the retrograde might kind of challenge you and like asking and looking well it 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 might feel like it's the right way of doing things but is it going to give you the kind of results you want so you've got to start looking at Mm. wait if I keep doing this this way I'm not going to get out of my comfort zone or I won't achieve the results I ultimately want so maybe I've got to try a different way and again it doesn't have to be the right way the correct way Um, it just and using that mindset of exploring um, it's exploring different tactics strategies learning from other experts because yes Jupiter the Sag want is very wise. Mm-hmm. I know so everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> You're my guru. Um, oh my God, and yeah. and but then it's it's yeah, going back to your own uh, mentors or going back to um, you know maybe people you've already talked to but haven't talked in a while that could possibly offer you new advice new perspective and sometimes it might not even be new maybe it's like old stuff that you forgot and you just need to revisit yeah that's really Um, important I think that you brought that up because you know sometimes I'll get in my my ego will come up and will say things like oh you know you don't need to follow that or listen to that person or read that book again, or, you know, you've already done that. You've already been there, done that. So it's like what you think that my, like the conversation I have with my ego is like, what you think that my journey is just over as soon as I learn something like, (laughs) you know, like the reason why I love podcasting so much is because it allows for me to show up for myself and for everybody here, listeners, and even other podcasts I listen to, because it's a daily conscious effort. You know, it's like, 
We cannot just say that, you know, I went through this course and now I'm done. I'm done growing. Mm -hmm. You know, I went went to, I read this book and now I know all the answers. Um, And I think that is a big part of the, like the shadow of the Sag that I fully understand because it kind of brings up a really funny uh, example with my, with Cameron's mother. She's also a Sag. Actually, he had both parents who were Sagittarius's. It's kind of obvious why they didn't probably work out, but um, we're such a unique sign, just like everyone. But, you know, it's it's the way we see the world is very interesting. So the way we see it, though, is like it has to be this one way. And uh, we were on a family vacation and and she we I invited to uh, cut the onions and, you know, contribute to our amazing feast that we were going to do. And naturally, you know, his mom comes up to me and she's like, well, you know, I would do it this way and wants to proceed to show me like how I should be cutting the onion. And I kind of laughed because I was like, wow, I totally do that. Like what a mere reflection of what I do. I do it with my man. Like when he's washing the dishes, I'm like, yeah, no, I would do it this way. Like this is the right way to clean a dish, you know? <laughs> and, but then of course, like I get to the d- drying rack and there's like grease all over a dish. So I'm like, I know I'm right. Like, but the ego wants to tell me I'm right. And also we have to like, what's really coming up, I think with this shadow and the, the retrograde, cause we're not going to get that support from Jupiter right? And so it's like taking that moment to recognize and give someone the opportunity to learn themselves. Because the more that we like, I have a very motherly, as you all probably realize, like I have a very motherly nurturing energy. So I always want to like enable people and, you know, do it for them. And I got that definitely from my mom. So I really think that this invitation of like the new beginnings, like figuring out what, what what's worked is like, we've got to mess up to get to where we want to go. We've got to make mistakes, I quote, because to me, m- mistakes are actually like just learning curves and we don't really make mistakes. It's always a blessing and it always takes us to where we're meant to go. So uh, I really feel obviously really feel passionate and strong about that Jupiter being in retrograde and in Sag because that that it feels like the shadows part of us that want to tell wants to tell everyone how to do things or the right way is really you know the 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 truth is I really want to embody the truth that there's many different ways of doing something and my <laughs> way is not the only way right yeah. so yeah. it's like humble it down sister yeah you it's like get a- down the floor. Yeah. And I say Jupiter is, it's, it's judgment, the planet of judgment. So check in with your own self-judgment of ourselves and of other people. And sometimes it's, it's very humbling to come to realize, oh, there are different ways to cut an onion. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just like and letting them show you maybe like, okay, thanks. How? Yeah. You know, and even though maybe you think your way is right, just like letting that person teach you because we're always students at the end of the day, right? Yeah, and Jupiter is a great teacher. And, but teachers are always end up being the student you know, like it's, 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 it's like a duality of being both the teacher and the student at the same time. Yeah. So if we can understand that about our own ego, that part of our ego that wants things to go one way, 
well, this might be an opportunity for us to uh, check in with ourselves and say, okay, well, what are other ways for me to get this done? Mm -hmm. Uh, And be very, and in return, being generous with other people. Yeah. And you know, it's also like what you resist persists. And if we're, Mm -hmm. if you're not resist, if you're resisting changing something because it's not working, like how committed are you to being broke or how committed to you Mm -hmm. are you to, you know, never starting that, that venture as an entrepreneur, how committed are like, you can be so committed to the resistance Mm -hmm. that you never fully surrender and let go to what's Mm -hmm. on the other side of that. And you know, what you, what you resist persists. So that's like, that's the juice right there. It's like, whatever you're resisting in this moment, check in and really do like an over analysis of, okay, if I'm really resisting changing my spending habits, or if I'm really resisting changing the way in which I think or the words that I choose, you're going to only stay in that. It's like these cycles, these, these loops, I like to call them. Mm -hmm. So until you commit and you change the loop, and you step out of that loop for a minute and 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 stop resisting and just make one single change like a little tiny thing and that's where this new beginnings i think i think really mm-hmm. comes in is just making a small little change a little shift or it could be big you know whatever it is that you're working through but when you make that shift you're then you're then shifting the cycle and you're allowing for more to come in rather than keeping yourself in that box Yes. Yeah. And that's the only way that Jupiter and Sag can expand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, imagine Columbus never having the courage to sail across the ocean. will never discover, even though he ended up not being where he think he went, but <laughs> now that, he still discovers something and that might be part of your you know for you to look at where are you resisting not going that you're limiting yourself from discovering something new you know and it's like so yeah absolutely new beginnings requires you to start noticing where where is that loop constantly going and how do you get out of that loop yeah. Make a right turn, make a left turn, go up, go down, wherever. Yeah. Or like different. shift up. What do they say? There's a study that, uh, you know, I read this in a book. I'd have to pull the book out or find where I found this resource, but um, where you shift something up once a day, like maybe you brush your teeth with your right mm-hmm. hand, shift it up and brush your teeth with your left hand, or mm-hmm. you always take the same drive to work. You take the freeway, whatever that takes you the fastest. Maybe one day, like get ready early, leave early, take the scenic route and mm-hmm. just shift things up so that you're not in this um, rotation of those loops and staying really, really, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, yeah. And it's, it's very much like, um, emotional and mental elasticity. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, if you park, if you go to work and you always park in the same spot, park somewhere else and challenge your brain to remember when you get out of work, Oh, where did you park? You know? So you don't, you get out of that autopilot, um, and yeah, getting out it, of autopilot. That's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's, it's really good. It helps also. Yes. I read that it, that really helps prevent Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. 
because you're challenging your brain all the time, which is also, you know, if anybody um, heard of luminosity, right. It's like this, Mm. this website you can go to and play all these different games that challenges your brain, Mm, your thought process. So it actually keeps you younger, longer and sharp. So yeah, that's, um, so that's the, the, the Jupiter in retrograde in Sag. <laughs> challenge your mind, challenge <laughs> your truth, you know, cut onions a different way. Um, <laughs> and then it. next we have Pluto in retrograde happening in April, April 24th until like October early October. So that's like a six months period. Wow. Yeah. Five and yeah. Five, is, a little bit over five months. Pluto? So Pluto, yeah. Pluto's Pluto's retrograding. And then after that, Sag is retrograding like a few days later, like four days later or something like that. What is Pluto? So they're both cool. Pluto go uh, is all about transformation. So, you know, you talked about transformation mm-hmm. earlier. So um, yeah, that energy is going to, peak for sure at the end of april um it's you know it's also pluto is the planet that's core that's related to scorpio energy so it's all about like hidden truths uh you know it's the like the shadow our 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 personal shadow work our finances because pluto scorpio energy rules power money abundance Mm. And our personal evolution through transformation. So, uh, as Pluto retrogrades until you know, until the fall. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the whole entire summer? You know, uh, transformation all summer long. <laughs> all summer long, yes. Um, it again going inwards and looking at our our own shadow work it's like I'm, I'm sure some people are like oh my gosh again more shadow work as if we don't have enough shadow work already and the the reality is it's a different type of shadow work it, it could show up in a very different way for different people it's in and it's in a capricorn so again it's all about work related our responsibility authority our our are the way that we manage maybe our finances depending on where pluto falls in your chart um or you know how you manage your own also, sometimes people power trip. So, you know, check in with what is that ego power play all about? Because, again, it can sometimes it can just cut things out out of your life, you know, and maybe you're not one of those that cut things out of your life and you need to. Right. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes we we hold on to and also, you know, that Pluto energy is very resilient. And that's the, the, mm. the danger of when we know ourselves to be so resilient, we also latch on to things, things that are not serving us for way too long. And yeah. we just need to cut the cords. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, I was, uh, those are the words that kept coming up while you were talking was the letting go of the things that are no longer serving us. And, you know, the shadow work is is the work, sisters. Like, we're here to do the shadow work. So it's always uncomfortable, but your level of success 
be that your emotional growth, your physical growth, your business growth, whatever level of success you're looking to obtain, it lies in the roots of you going through the shadow, you know, and getting in those uncomfortable areas where it's, it's just not, it doesn't feel good because we've got to go through them because it's otherwise to me, it's like fake. It's like not authentic because you're not being true to what's really there. Like the trauma that you haven't looked at or addressed, um, the conversations that you haven't had with your parents that you need to have to move forward and grow in life, the forgiveness that you need to cultivate, the apologies, whatever, like whatever's holding you back. You know, I like to look at these things like energy leaks, like everything that we say we're going to do that we don't do everything that, um, you know, we, we, the conversations that never got completely closed off the relationships that we never had closure with all those things are draining your energy. So when, you know, Mm -hmm. going back to you talking about like when we were talking about how tired we were, I don't think we really highlighted that on the, on the podcast, but when we started talking before we started recording, it was like just feeling exhausted, you know, feeling pretty tired and and drained, but knowing that there's a lot to move forward with. So I think that that has a big part of it too, is, is we have to pay attention to these energy leaks. We've got to pay attention to the, the work that is being required of us to move forward. So, um, that's sort of my, uh, downloads from, from, I think what the Pluto is going to be like. And, Mm -hmm. and just to kind of add like, Hey, like look at shadow work, like you know what, I'm not getting to the place I want to be because I'm actually not doing the work. And that's okay. You don't get to beat yourself up, but it's just, it's requiring us to really look at that and stop avoiding. And that that goes back to the detours, that goes back to the retrogrades, you know, we're going to keep repeating these loops until we step out. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, spiritual work. Oh, I feel it. I mean, I'm, I'm already, I'm sitting here listening and I, I feel it. (laughs) I'm, I know like it's already starting for me and I can only see, yeah. When you kept saying, oh, it's really not comfortable. And, and you know, the thing that came, came to, through me is, um, Yes, it's very uncomfortable to do the work. Yet at the same time, if you resist the work, you're also in a place of huge discomfort. Mm, there are yeah. there's something that's not working, but because you've made it a comfortable place, but if it's not working for you in a way that elevates you, it actually is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like... Either way, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're just going to choose the more comfortable discomfort or the discomfort, like uncomfortable discomfort, but knowing that the dis- the uncomfortable discomfort can open up something completely new and that freedom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know like we, we live in that, this world of instant gratification and yeah. it's hard to even think about like, well, that freedom place. Like I was actually talking to one of my clients yesterday and it was so easy. Her comfort zone is being in that victim mode. And I asked her, well, what is joy? And her word for the year is fun. So I asked her, well, what is fun for you? And in that moment, she couldn't even like tell me what's fun. She's like, I'm always serious. And I'm, I feel like I'm always healing. And I said, okay, I get it. 
I acknowledge that you've been putting so much work, but even the invitation and the thought of the joy and fun and bliss like she can't even visualize it. So it's not even a place she can mm, yeah. go to and manifest and bring up because she's so comfortable in the, I have to heal myself the all dullness, the time every day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are, those are hard loops to get into as well. You know, I think in the spiritual communities and the, in the work that we're doing, it's easy to get stuck in those loops, you know, the healing loops and I'm not healed yet. I'm not healed yet. I'm not healed yet. You know, I need to go do more Reiki. I need to go do my tarot cards. I need to do this. I need to work mm-hmm. with crystals. You know, at the end of the day, we don't need any of those things if we just make a different choice. Yes. But we've got to commit to that choice that we make. If we're choosing to no longer have the scarcity consciousness, you've got to show up to that choice every single day. Nobody's going to be holding your hand. You know, you can go through the the trauma healing. You can clear the blocks. Mm -hmm. But then when you wake up in the morning, you're there with that that choice. And you've got to make it. And it's and that's, you know, where important sister support comes in. Uh, Cool podcast that you can listen to to remember. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) share this out. Um, So, yeah, I think that it's it's um, you're right on the you're definitely nailing it. Like I'm I'm definitely feeling (sighs) this message. Yeah. So body. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you know, we talked uh, earlier this year about Saturn being in Capricorn this whole entire year. And now it's going retrograde for about five months until September. And, you know, it's uh, (laughs) the demands of work, the demands of discipline and structure. It's um, does that mean we're going to be like all on our own? with all this we don't get our, we don't get any help from the planets with the with the structure uh well then that means you get to go find support yeah <laughs> reach out for support oh, <laughs> that is the structure right. you get to go and find right yeah um, yeah yeah and yes we tend to work alone we tend to it's a natural place for human beings especially in this especially in the western society. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to a friend recently, she went to Korea and we were just sharing cuz I went to uh Korea like years ago after college um to present a, a research paper and I was walking through the parks and I realized and noticed how people there are such a communal you know, country and culture and people just hang out at the park and talk to each other and they meet, that's like their meetup point and they spend their day and they talk, they eat, they, you know, share and they commune out in the open space. You go out here at the park. I mean, you have like pods of people, right? families and people like they're they're all separated but it's not full it's not crowded it's such a we live in such an individualistic society and culture compared to some other cultures that are way more communal and it just makes it way harder for us to it's like when we raise our kids all by ourselves Mm -hmm. um as opposed to having, you know, aunts and uncles, cousins, brothers, you know, parents and coming over and do rotation shifts and, you know, supporting each other to raise kids or, you know, how can we collaborate and work together? 
it's it's a harder concept and a learning curve for us to figure that out. Yes, we do get to have our moments where we are, you know, journaling ourselves, ourselves reflecting. And once we realize what we realized through this process, you know, going out there and talking and sharing with people and saying, you know what, I'm kind of stuck here. I don't know what to do. It's asking for the support and restructuring the way we work. Mm, Yeah, that's important. Yeah, I like that you brought in this because I was going to ask, you know, how can we shift that up? Because I think that that's so needed in our culture, you know, um, is just coming together and asking for support and recognizing that, you know, we do have an infinite amount of resources around us, but we're not using them. You know, mm-hmm. and I think and it's so easy to get stuck in the I don't have that or I do, you mm-hmm. know, I'm waiting for something to come into my existence and then I'll take that leap or whatever. You know, what do you think are some some ways in which we can shift that? I think, number one, we've got to let go of our ego to say, oh, I got this, you know, like. Mm. It really encouraged, I think, even for us to encourage people to, you know, it's not that scary. It's, you don't have to have the answer. First of all, you've got to acknowledge that it's okay for you not to have the answers. And it does not make you a bad person for not having figured it all out. I mean, it's part of life. It's our journey to make mistakes and learn and ask, not being afraid to ask, ask. A lot of people don't ask. We tell, we tell what to do, you know, and it's, so we've got to really learn uh, our, acknowledge our shortcomings. Then let, letting our ego know, you know what? This is not, I feel stuck and I don't want to feel stuck. And the only way for me to, not feel stuck is I've got to go and reach out and ask for support. And even like, it's like sports people, like it's a team sports. Life is a team sport. It's not just one player on a team that can do the slam dunk, hit the home run and, you know, get the touchdown it's, Mm. or get the goal. Like it, it, it requires a team to pass the ball and play strategically. So life is the same thing we've got to stop playing lone wolf Mm. um there's yes an abundance of resources out there it's uh someone posted a a little uh, quote the other day it's like you know we have abundance it's it's not about like we have to stop justifying our limitations and just live literally just see the abundance of resources that's around us Yeah. Wow. You just brought up a lot for me because I'm definitely a lone wolfer. You know, I like to hide out in my woods and and be in my studio and, you know, not get outside. And 
um, part of the reason why I was really excited when Cameron and I got our new boat is because I was like, oh, cool, I can go into the city and be a little bit more in the world because I'm, you know, where I live is is kind of isolating. And um, but at the same time, I could just go down the street and work at the local cafe and meet people and connect, you know, and I think that's why I love cafes, because you can do that as an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur. It's really important to get outside and, and go be around people. Um, but something that you really did bring up that really hit the core for me was like uh, that the community aspect of growing and and expanding our horizons, I think, is is the way, you know, um, I often see to how easy it is to just stay stay um, solitary, especially as a witch and a practitioner of magic and the craft, you know, we often want to just stay like, okay, I'll just do this ceremony by myself, or, you know, I don't need a collective coven to come in and and amplify my spells or my, my intentions. But at the end of the day, you know, for, for, for all of us here, I think when we really do ask for that support, uh, that's where it's really, really powerful. And I, the, the point that you really brought up was asking uh, the difference between saying and complaining versus asking and being clear on what you need. That's definitely something I'm working through right now, um, mostly because like for an example, if something's not working, I will kind of go into more of a complaining energy and then and I'm and I don't quite know yet, like how to ask in a very clear way where it's it comes from a place of power like hey you know what this isn't working how can how can we create a solution to this or this is what my needs are this is how i need the solution to be um you know, I'll give a physical example. We have this light flickering issue happening in our house here in Topanga. And, uh, you know, it's an older home and I think there's some electrical stuff going on, but you know, there's many layers to it. I'm like, Oh, you know, am I just affecting the lights? Like, is it, is it energy? What is it? But it's, it's like literally a physical problem. And it was driving me insane the other night as I was sitting working on my computer, I felt like I was in an insane asylum and, you know, sitting here and the lights are flickering and I'm just thinking to myself, this isn't working. And so I get frustrated, you know, and what happens then is usually I'll get frustrated and kind of go to Cameron and be like, hey, this is really frustrating. I can't do this, <laughs> you know? And 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 then he, he will get up and he'll be kind of, in, and then go into that like fight or flight, like I'll save you hero mentality, but which is beautiful. But then it's like, well, what if I instead, and this is just what I'm kind of inviting myself to do as well as anyone listening that's like, oh, I totally do that too. Um, to, to address the problem within myself first and then realize I already have the solution, which is how, you know, we need new lights or something where I can approach him and say, Hey love, this isn't working for me. You know, I really, I really get to have like lights that are really sustainable and where I don't feel like I'm going crazy when I'm doing my work. Cause my work is really important to me. So, you know, what, what can we do about this? Or, you know, is there, or just take action myself and, you know, say this is what I need. But if we're going back to like the supportive role and being supported by that, like I don't physically know how to change that situation. So what I think we're really addressing here is is these opportunities for us to ask for support when we don't know the answers. And so, yep. um, but instead of like, like you said, you know, telling what to do or, or like me, you know, complaining or throwing a tantrum, uh, <laughs> 
just asking. And I, I think that's a really big one that when you address that, it just really rang true to me and where I'm growing and where I'm noticing that too, because, you know, building a team around us and, and we have to also realize that delegating is a whole nother role, but that in that delegation, we do need to know like how to ask for what we want. And that's a tricky one, I think. So it's an art. It's uh, the art of asking questions. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, all attorneys uh, need to learn how to ask the questions when they're in court. So it's like having the investigative mind. And uh, it's, it's definitely, I don't think anybody's born naturally knowing how to ask the right question to get the right answer and taking on the kind of collaborative collaborative work or, you know, we are so conditioned in saying, telling people what we want or complaining about what's not working. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's part of life as learning. So maybe this, all this retrograde is going to invite all of us to check in and say, Hmm, I'm not really getting the support. <laughs> I feel really overwhelmed. So maybe let's try asking. Who can I ask and how can I ask such in such a way that they would say, yeah, sure, I can support. I know how to help you. I I don't know, but I will find out. Or I, I know a friend who can, you know? Right. And that's kind of where we can get out of our own way uh, from succeeding in life and not having to do everything alone and to feel like, oh, the world is against us or things are never working or, you know. Yeah. So good. So true. Well, um, I think we really brought in some really solid points here for what what we're going to be kind of feeling this month in April. And, you know, I think to just remember to, to celebrate, you know, my last, last thought of the, the podcast show this week is, is to celebrate, you know, I'm looking out, there's, there's these beautiful flowers that are starting to blossom and, you know, I can feel that nature is sort of celebrating this, this, the light that's coming in for all of us to experience. So, you know, celebrate your wins, like you were saying earlier, the small things that you're creating and, and remember to dance in it, you know, and, and have fun and bring that joy in and bring the play in because, I really believe if we're not having fun and we're not being lit up by what we're doing, then, you know, what's the damn point? Like move on already, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and can you find, can you find joy in what you're doing? If not say goodbye, you know, you got to walk and realize that one day we're going to wake up and, and go, you know what? I'm not living the life that I wanted. I'm not happy. I'm not joyful. This isn't the right thing. This doesn't feel good anymore. And it's okay to move on. You know, like we're not supposed to stay in things, I think, forever. You know, we're, we're, if we're evolving here, let's mm-hmm. not repeat the same patterns that I think a lot of our past generations have made where we just, you know, they just go do the same thing every day. You know, that's not the path for a lot of us here, especially like as mystics, you know, we get, we find ourselves in really odd jobs or odd places in life and, and that's okay. You know, don't let anybody tell you that you can't be there or that, that, that this path isn't for you. So yeah. What, what else do you have for everybody to kind of coin the, the last final thought of the month? Yeah. Rejoicing in the, the newness of things. Mm. yeah mm-hmm. I love that rejoicing yeah it's a good word 
well, you sisters out there, I hope you, you know, have the, the, all the tools that you need and some inspiration and motivation to really embrace these new beginnings and the transformation that's coming forth and to know that you are, you know, fully capable of asking for the support that you need and you are more than, you know, able to delegate and ask for that and and find a way in which it's going to work for you and serve for you but you know these times right now are so crucial to our evolution and our awakening and our transformation and being the best version of ourselves so ah, great conversation Mimi I love having you on the show I love being here we have really juicy conversations and I feel like we can go on forever I'm like okay we've got to stop this at podcast at some point because yes we could ramble on forever and ever so that's the fun part about podcasting we just keep keep using that voice so all right sisters well I love you I see you I hear you uh where can everybody find you Mimi just as a reminder she is our resident astrologer and she contributes a monthly astral forecast to the witchy times newsletter which you can sign up for on iamgoddesscollective.com and also you can book a reading with Mimi and as an astrology reading she also does coaching and so you can book a reading with her on uh, tell everybody where they can find you Uh, my website is exalted.com i-g-z-o-l-t-e-d and my instagram is exalted as well Um, so i'm always there yeah so thank you so much Mimi dance it out sisters I love you so much I will see you next well feel you hear you be with you next week bye for now (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in to I am goddess collective podcast before we say our final farewells I just want to remind you of some things that are going on within the collective. First and foremost, I'm so excited to share that we launched a online membership called the Goddess Life Membership this year. What this is, is it's a monthly and weekly membership where you dive deep into a devotional practice with yourself, you get support from sisters, and you really create a self-love ritual practice. So every single month we gather for full moon rituals, and it's an opportunity for me to see you and see your face and connect with you on a deeper level, and you get to connect with me on a deeper level. You also get weekly guided meditations, you get weekly guidance, you get a theme every single week so we you know really get to explore these topics that we discuss on the podcast on a deeper level and it's a way for you to really integrate that which we talk about here I really believe that you know we can talk about all this stuff on the podcast all we want you can sit there and listen but until we really integrate and actually apply these tools and these tactics to our daily lives that's when we really start to see transformation so if you're interested if you're feeling the call to join the membership this online coven you can go over to iamgoddesscollective.com slash membership and sign up it's only 22 dollars a month it's like a gym membership for your soul so i hope to see you there and also i just want to remind you we have a private facebook group 
I Am Goddess Collective. You can find it on the search engine and Facebook. We've got an Instagram page, I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. So if the weekly podcast isn't enough for you, we do post every single day. And it's just daily inspiration, daily female empowerment, spirituality, moon cycle information, all that good stuff that we're all about here as a modern mystic woman. And lastly, I just want to remind you, if you're really loving the show and you're having such a great experience, if it's impacted you in such a really beautiful way, I would love to see a rating, a review. Please don't forget that iTunes and CastBox and all these amazing podcast platforms are awesome opportunities to share your story, to share how this podcast has impacted you. It really reminds me why I continue to do this. And also it really supports the show. It it supports the ability to bring new amazing guests on that are really, really amazing, awesome, smart experts in their craft. It also allows for us to expand the sisterhood and, you know, grow in the ways in which that I've discussed so many times on the show. So thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for listening as always. I love you. I see you. I hear you. Until next time. Bye for now, sis.